Welcome to the Productivity on Purpose podcast. Today I'm sharing one of the easiest ways to completely up-level your leadership, your organization, your productivity, and to make you shine, whether this is at home, at work, at a committee, on the board, to make you shine as a leader and as a true change maker. Stay tuned. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthi Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, my friend. Welcome back. It's happening. Here we are, another week together on the Productivity on Purpose podcast. I'm Ridhi Parikh. If it's your first time here, welcome to my friendly abode. And if you've been with me before, welcome back. I love having you here and I would love to hear from you. And thank you so much for your energy and good vibes. So today, as always, we're talking all things productivity, both at work and at home. Because as a working mama myself, I know it's just all life. And um, I today specifically want to talk about something that I think crosses over organization and productivity and leadership. Okay, so it's kind of like how you show up as someone really organized uh, was going to increase your productivity, which will increase your input, your output. And then, of course, at the end, ultimately makes you shine as a leader, like the best in class, best in space, the best you that you can be, the best version of you, whether that's at home or whether that's at work or both, because, you know, we're talking about it all. And I'm going to start this uh, podcast, I guess this episode, by telling you a story because this is probably one of the best ways to demonstrate and illustrate what it is that I mean by this. And I'm hoping that what you could do is take the story, which may or may not actually literally apply to you, but just take the lessons from it and think, well, how can I take this, you know, what I've heard and what I've learned and apply it to something going on in my life, whether that's at home, whether it's at work, whether it's with my family, whether it's a community service project I'm on, whether it's a committee, a board, anything like that. All right. So I may or may not have mentioned on previous podcasts that we have been through a very big renovation in our home, actually a series of renovations. I think I've probably touched upon this in different ways, but basically for the last two years, we have been in and out of renovations. We had one really big interior renovation, then we took like a you know maybe eight, eight month break, then a really huge exterior renovation, and then partially of the upstairs, the rest of the interior, we took a break and are possibly embarking on now like another one. And then, God willing, there will be nothing left to do in this house. And so we're super fortunate. I feel extremely just lucky that, you know, we get to we get to do this in terms of just financially, but also get to renovate our home and make it into like a house of more of a house of our dreams. It's not necessarily my dream home that I would build from scratch, but taking what we have and being able to really think about the flow of the home, how we want to utilize it, how it best works for our needs and our family and our circumstances and dynamics. So anyway, that's all that said is I feel really lucky. So when we were embarking on this first phase of renovation, 
We were, of course, looking into designers and contractors. And when we were looking into our contractor, of course, like any other project that you're starting, you know, you have certain uh, things that you're looking for specifically. And we had to basically narrow down to about three contractors that we were in conversation with. And just to give you an idea of the scope, it was really big. Like we were basically at that point, and by the way, grew and grew and grew as as that happens many times when you start renovating, but we were really going to gut our, basically our entire downstairs. So like all, everything of our kitchen completely got it. Our family room, our, our bedroom is downstairs, our bedroom, um, then it grew of course into there, our master bathroom and the whole, the entrance, just everything was going to kind of get gutted and sort of remodeled and updated it to reflect our current style. And again, to really change the flow. So that also required us to take down, we had these pillars and some of them were weight bearing. And we had five of them from when you walked into the house towards the back of the house. And it's not very big at all, but we had them and they were really like causing an obstruction um, in our view and also just in the flow. And so we wanted to remove all those, which required us to put in this like 2000 pound, um, you know, like pillar, this beam uh, up into the wall. And so there was a lot to do. So I'm just giving you an idea that this was a really big scope. And as I mentioned, it continued to grow. So of course, we wanted to feel really comfortable with the contractor that we hired in terms of experience, but also just our our comfort level with them because we knew we'd be working closely with them for a long time. We also were on a very tight time frame in the sense that we had an opportunity to move out of our house and we knew we'd have to for this level because we were like gutting it to like basically just the studs. We'd have to move out and we have another investment property and we had timed it so that when our tenants left that their their lease was up, we did not get new tenants till the end of that summer, so about three months later. So we had this three-month window in there that we could move out to get a lot of the major stuff done. We had a place to go and it was some, you know, pretty convenient. It wasn't too far from our home, about 20 minutes. And it was a summertime, so it wouldn't disrupt all the kids' school stuff. And then we could come back. So we're working on really specifics here, right? With this, whoever we're going to hire, we had all this, this big scope, plus of course a budget, because you always do, and then this time frame. So we had a lot of things to be thinking about. So as we started meeting with these contractors, as I mentioned, we cut it down to about three um, when we were like, okay, this you know sounds good. And by the way, you know we liked all of them. That's why we narrowed it down to them. They kind of all seemed like they had the right experience. They were, they were just like good guys, right? They, all three of them happened to be men and we got along fine. They kind of understood the, the, what was, was going on in the project. So we asked them for like next steps. Like, okay, well, like send it, get us your estimates. Like, what do you think, you know, this will be? What will it entail? Can we make this deadline? All that good stuff as you would is the normal part of the process. So as I received them, I got the first one. And the first estimate was essentially like, I'm trying to remember um, what they're called, those those pads where you're like, it's like an invoice and you write something down and it has that yellow sheet behind it, which is the carbon copy, you know? And then there's like, or there's a carbon copy in between. And when you write really hard with the pen, it shows up on the yellow side. So it was basically written on that. So I don't know what that thing is called, but on like one of those pads in in handwriting. And he wrote maybe like three or four lines and wrote like, okay, here's a total for the kitchen. Here's like a total for you know the bedroom and the family room. And here's like the grand total. Wrote it up in one of these sheets. He either scanned it or took a picture of it. I'm not sure because it was an attachment to the email and sent it back to us. 
Okay, so that's what we have from one contractor. The second contractor is a little more in depth and it's and it's a re, it's an email, it's an actual it's in the body of the email and it breaks down a little more. So I'd say it's more like here's what the demo costs are, here's like with the kitchen, here's, you know, the demo of the bedroom, here's the cost to build it, here's a demo of the living room, here's the cost to rebuild it. So it's maybe instead of like three breaking it down into three things, it's maybe like six or eight. It's not too much more detail, but a little bit more in a grand total. And that's basically, it. I'd say maybe six. And then we get the third estimate from our contractor. And let me just tell you, ladies, from the moment he had me at, just like clicking it at open, you open it up and it's like a 10 page, I'm not kidding, a 10 page like formal kind of con- not contract, but I guess a, like an invoice or whatever. It would be like a proposal. There we go. There's a proposal. And it has every single item, like line by line by line with an explanation, a description, the quantity, and the total for that particular you know, line item. So specifically, I'll give you an example, like everything broken down from the cost of the dumpster that we're going to have to get just to even start to reseeding the lawn when they were done with all of the construction. Like, I mean, it was every step from beginning to end. Every space was broken down step by step. So if it said family room, it was like family room demo and then family room demo of the beams and then how much to add the beam and then how much to take down this column and then the, you know, all this different stuff. And the same thing with the kitchen and anything that he couldn't include, like the kitchen cabinets, because we didn't know what they were going to be. He was really specific and saying, you know, depending on what we choose, this is like a range or we'd have to say TBD. You know, it was just amazing. And if you're thinking it was overwhelming, it wasn't overwhelming because it was it was just so understandable. It was so comprehensive. And I know we must have been using some type of software that he could easily go in and be like, quantity one, add this, quantity two. You know, it wasn't like he had to type it all out. There was some software he was using, but it was like, oh, you know, like the the, the clouds had parted. Everything was so clear. And basically, it was drooling. Okay, so even when I had no idea of what some of the terms were, like he talked about some like core fill blocking or something or the other, or some foundational stuff, and I don't even know what that meant, but just being able to see it like that, it was so organized and clear. Which now, okay, so he, he presents it in this way. And by the way, now the, another benefit of this is that it starts these great conversations. So now it increases this, uh, the relationship, it strengthens the relationship between us and him. Because now we can ask really thoughtful questions instead of just, you know, three totals and being like, what does this include? Or we don't even know the questions to ask because it's like, you only know what you know, right? I'm not a contractor. I don't know what goes, what's involved in all these things until I can see them really broken out. So now we can ask questions and like, what does this mean? And how does that work? And so we just automatically become more vested in the whole experience, right? And the contractor, so think about how this might apply to you. The contractor is now all of a sudden just, is just, just simply by presenting something like this, shows up as such a leader and then increases his leadership as he becomes the expert because simply because he gave us this very you know, step-by-step document, now we can have a conversation around it, okay? And then the cherry on top was, ready for this? I mean, this is almost unheard of in this industry. So if you're in construction, I'm sorry to say, I've been through many 
like renovations or construction projects before. This is unusual, I find, in the construction industry. I don't think in many other industries it's just probably normal. But he's on us a day-by-day schedule, or maybe at that point, I'm sorry, probably at that point it was week-by-week schedule to accompany this estimate of how he was going to complete this all in that three-month period that we had. And he said that, you know, later on, if we decide to move forward, then he would give us a day-by-day schedule. Who does that in construction? Who? Okay, right? Because I feel like everyone I know has some horrible, like, nightmare story about their contractor, which, by the way, as you can tell as I'm telling the story, we ended up loving him and everything went fantastic and he was great. So um, uh, anyway, so we do this and so now it's like, even if I did not absolutely love his style, which we did, even if like all things were considered equal with the other two contractors. Now, it happens to be that I would say we probably meshed the best with this contractor, but part of that is because of his organization, right? Part of that is because now we're vested in this experience because we have better questions. We're having more like dialogue. Um, but then there's also just some personalities things, but let's just say that was that wasn't the case, right? Let's say all three contractors were all things presented equal kind of in terms of experience. They came in right around the same pricing. They had sort of like the same personality type. Who do you think was going to stand apart? Who do you think is the one that you're like, hands down, definitely this person, right? Obviously, contractor number three, the one that we went with. Because of the way that he showed up with such an organized style, like his level of professionalism just went like through the roof. The the productivity between both of us was so much greater and strengthened, right? Because our productivity goes up because now we can, again, have these thoughtful conversations, not going to waste time in the future, trying to figure out what to do. We're not backtracking. We're just, we're just having these really productive, meaningful conversations. And from his perspective, too, can you imagine as, you know, the, the person giving it to, like I don't know, like actually providing that information, now how organized and productive he is, right? He, again, also can be thinking line item by line item. And so if we want to say, hey, you know what? We're thinking we're going to add cans in the kitchen. We're not going to remove these or let's do that. He can quickly say, okay, let's make that quantity from six to four or from four to eight, or let's take this out one line by line. And we can quickly, like how productive now is that conversation? Because basically right there on the spot, we can be adjusting, you know, estimates and specifications, which you just couldn't do when you're seeing something that's, you know, maybe a little bit broken down, but not all the way. So here is the deal. So here's like this takeaway from this is that just showing up the way that you show up as, you know, and again, this can be professionally or even personally in a really organized manner that's very systematic, that is very just, you know, pulled together is always going to increase your leadership and your presence and just your professionalism or even just your expertise, Okay, so I want to apply this and take this to something that I'm doing in my work because, again, you might be thinking, well, you know what, maybe I'm in a corporate environment or maybe I'm just, you know, in a, a company or an organization where this is like par for the course. We have to, we always have to send a proposal and it is pretty detailed. Um, or on the flip side, maybe you have your own business like I do and you're on the entrepreneurial side and you're thinking, well, I mean, I think I feel like I, I send a proposal out. I don't think people are pretty clear. So I want to give you an example of where I thought I was being very clear and then how I've tweaked it and how all of these same things were happening, like in terms of my productivity and the leadership and the organization, the feedback, the dialogue, the presence, how all of that is strengthened. And I truly believe that this has helped me increase my 
my revenue, increase my business, like, you know, make, make it stronger, my presence. And you can apply this again, like whether you're on a board or whether you're in corporate or whether you're on your own. So one of the things that I do a lot is I speak. I speak at conferences, associations. I speak nationally. I speak on a lot of Zoom, you know, conferences these days. But I speak. I love speaking. It's something I do and I go around the country doing it. And in the past, when I was asked for a speaking proposal, or oftentimes it's just an email that I get from someone, they might say, hey, how much do you charge? Or what is your rate? Or, you know, what can we, and that's really it. And so in the past, I would basically just send an email back. And I would say, hey, if, you know, for my speaking, well, you know, thanks so much for getting in touch. I'm really excited about this opportunity. Um, my my speaking range, you know, for this for one hour is such and such. My speaking for, you know, a half-day workshop is around this range. And, you know, for a full day, we're looking at this amount. Now, I'm always open to conversation. This is dependent on, you know, number of attendees and travel and, you know, and giving some detail. So it's like pretty comprehensive. And I would say that and say, you know, love to start a conversation and let's follow up on that. So again, it's like I'm kind of giving some pricing. I'm making it pretty clear on the timing, um, you know, how long my speaking is, what they can expect. And so it seemed like very, it seemed like I was giving them what they needed. Like it's a good kind of like proposal for something very basic. I don't have to get into a lot of different factors there because they're just asking about a basic speaking. But after this experience, it really made me think about, well, how can I make this even more comprehensive or how can I make it even like more clarity or that people feel like I'm giving them something that another speaker wouldn't? And I think this is where we really got to be coming from is like what differentiates the way that we're responding. And by the way, little little side note on this, once you create this once, whenever you do it, it becomes your template. So if what I'm going to say sounds like, oh my God, that's so much more work. Well, it might be that first time, but then after that, you have it and you can copy and paste it and customize it for the future for anybody else who asks. So now when I get that same question, someone will write to me and say, you know, what's your rate for speaking? We're interested. I'll just add, I have a baby be like, a few more bullet points and kind of taken through more of a little bit more of a system, even though... It's something that I know I do, and it did not change any work on my end at all. Like what I'm about to tell you is like I'm not adding any more work than I'm currently doing. I'm just making it more clear to the recipient. So now I might say something like, "Okay, so uh, you know, for a one hour speaking, it include you know, the, here it's this price, and here's what it includes. What we'll do is we'll have a a conversation, um, you know, how I can tailor this to your to your customer." Number two, uh, we will have a uh, a tech a tech call, maybe you know one week prior to make sure that there are no technical glitches. Number three, I will send you a promo video, a thirty second promo video that you can send out to your audience ahead of time to get them excited. Number four, at the end of the speaking session, I will allow you know ten minutes if you'd like for a Q and A. Number five, after the speaking session, I'm happy to follow up with another thirty second video just to continue to motivate them and stay in touch. Number six, you can expect a, um, a thank you email to go to all the recipients or all your audience members, etc. Right, and so. It's nothing different that's, that it's already in my process. I This is just what I would do anyway. Of course, I'm going to have a tech check. Of course, I'm going to, well, not of course, but something that I do is I do send my promo video. I, I'm always in touch with them. I, you know, but 
having it actually spelled out that way and making it like an actual system and again, just creating that template, I cannot tell you how much that has increased, I think in so many ways, my I think my leadership, um, I really believe it's it's generated more revenue for my, for my business, my bottom line, because I hear this from the recipients. I hear them say, Thank you so much. This is so comprehensive. This is so helpful. Um, you know, thank uh, thank you for this level of detail. We're not getting this from everybody. And so I do believe when it comes down to selection, just like it was for that contractor between the three, oftentimes when I'm speaking, you know, it's it's not just me. They're they are looking at other candidates and there's some competition there. I do believe it is what's setting me apart is by just getting to that. And it's not now, be careful. This is not like information overload, vomiting on them so that they I'm sending all this information they don't need. This is very pertinent information, but it's getting to a level of just clarity so that one, it will make them really reassured and that they know what they can get. It sets their expectations, but also initiates those questions. And it allows us to have this much better dialogue that probably we would not have necessarily had if I hadn't provided that. So is that a little bit more work on my end, having that conversation? Yeah, but why wouldn't I want to do that with a prospective client or someone I want to make really happy? And it makes me feel really good too, right? And then it just show, makes me shine as a leader. Like this is someone who's super professional and you know, just really has it all together, has all our ducks in a row. And um, it's, just, it's just been like a really a game changer. So there is my story and how I'm, how I'm really applying this to my life. And I want to challenge you now because you know what? I always want to leave you with a challenge every week. And I want to challenge you to think, how can I better apply this in my life? Whether it's something professional, uh, whether it's something internal, maybe it's something with a client, maybe it's with a, pers- with a prospect, maybe it's you know, with a colleague, but something in a way that you're like, I'm going to kind of lay out this system. I'm really going to get it more organized in a step-by-step fashion so that you see me as the expert, as the pro, as the leader, you know, and because I'm providing that information and it has all these extra benefits, right? We're going to have some great dialogue around it, or it's going to alleviate any miscommunication. Um, and, uh, and it's just really going to make you a better communicator as well. And then, of course, don't forget to use that as a template moving forward. So that's my challenge. What is an area you can use it? And go ahead in the next 24 hours and create that. Create that. Is it an email? Maybe it's a template. Maybe it's a letter. Maybe it's a proposal. There's some way that, you know, that is just going to make you shine. It doesn't have to be huge. It can be a little bit of thing, right? It can be a little thing. That is, um, again, it could be personal, it could be something you're on a board, it could be an, even in a text or uh, if you're communicating in a text, just really saying, here's, here's what we need, one, two, three, four, make it really, really clear. Okay, this is going to help you shine. So I would love to hear what it is. So come on over to the podcast. I will leave you the links below. I want to hear from you. Like, what is it? I want to be there for you to, to cheer you on, to guide you, to support you, and just to say hello, my sweet friend. And on that note... If you're feeling inspired, if I've left you motivated, girl, do not leave all this motivation for yourself. Don't be selfish. Go ahead and share this with your bestie, with the colleague, with somebody you know who could use this too. Maybe it's your whole team. All right, share this with them. Share the goodness. Please come on over and give me a little high five on the review over there because it really helps me get seen. And that is about it for this week. I wish you the very best week. Thank you so much for your loving vibes, your energy. 
Come on over to The Life is Organized. I'm going to post all the places where we can get connected and get some really kick-ass resources like how to stop procrastinating and how to get focused and how to stop feeling so overwhelmed. You can come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources for that goodness. All right, my sweet friend. I will see you next week. Same place, same time. Bye.